You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey guys, Bradley tuning in, coming at you with another video. Now, if you have money, put it to work. But if you don't, today I want to show you a really cool way to take $3,000 and make a 400% return in 12 months. I want to also show you how to set it up step by step and some of the major risks and pitfalls to keep in mind. But before I get started, my name is Bradley Watson. I do videos like this all the time to keep you up to date in the latest tips and tricks here in the GTA real estate market. Today, I wanna share with you how to make money without ever owning the property itself. Before I get into some of the risks and really looking into how this would work here in Ontario, I wanna share with you what the opportunity is. Check out this chart. This here is a basement apartment. Now what we're doing is you can see the income is generated $100 per day, assuming we have it rented for 25 days of the month, that would be $2,500. Of course, to balance out the income, we also have to look at expenses. Given that it's being managed by a Airbnb property management, the company, they generally will charge you 20%, so call that $500. And we still need to pay the landlord for the space that we are going to be renting from him. And this is where the rubber hits the road. And in this case, for a basement apartment, let's say you're paying $1,000. Overall, your net profit is gonna be $1,000 times 12 months. That puts us at $12,000 per year. So this is the name of the game. Finding a rental suite, finding a landlord that will accept you, and flipping it around and turning it into an Airbnb and properly managing it as a business to generate a quite notable profit especially given that you're not actually purchasing a property, you're doing this off of lower costs. And I wanna share with you what some of those costs are. We were assuming $3,000 for this example. Now, what is that? Well, that would be your first and your last month rent, but also you need to furnish it given that it's Airbnb. We've put out, I think, a generous budget of $1,000 to furnish that suite. And so overall, you're looking at an all-in budget of $3,000. So instead of putting money into the deal, now we're putting our time and effort into managing a business, which in this case is Airbnb, to generate quite a quite great profit um, with a great margin, 400% in one year. Now, although I'm bringing this to you as content, this isn't my idea. I've seen this all around me, at least in the real estate circles. I've seen big names as Grant Cardone and Ty Lopez talking about this particular topic. Now, if this is new to you, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're gonna keep putting out excellent content and sharing these really innovative ideas. But I also wanna get your thoughts down in the comments below on what you think about this. Do you think this is uh, something that you would pursue or look into, uh, whether you have money or not, or do you think that there's just too many risks? And that's exactly what I wanna talk about right now. Now, when it comes to running any Airbnb, you're gonna have a certain number of risks. For example, you could have a bad apple move in uh, and staying there for a period of time that maybe does damage or harasses other tenants. Beyond that as well, you have to really know the laws of the land and the municipalities, and in some cases, the condos, depending on the type of suite, because there are many that have restrictions on the running of Airbnb, whether it's yours or not, doesn't matter. Now, I did a video on this and it's called, Are Airbnbs Illegal? You can check that out, I'll tag that here as well. But the short end is, you need to know whether you're allowed to do it or not. Another thing to keep in mind is the landlord is required to have homeowner's insurance, but if the homeowner insurance finds out that there was a damage or issue caused by an Airbnb in the unit, 
that they're not going to actually make a payment on the claim. So the insurance would be null and void. And so we need to really have a transparent conversation with the landlord for this reason and others, which we'll get to in just a second. As we move into the second step, we need to think about the landlord. Is the landlord going to be okay with you running this business inside their rental unit? Now keep in mind, there's no direct profitability for them to be okay with this. In fact, you've just gone from a low to moderate risk of renting and turned it into a high risk uh, investment for them, but yet they've made no more money because you're going to be keeping that upside. And so there's a, there's becomes this bit of a challenge in getting them to agree. I want to share with you a chart. Now I'm not going to leave it up for too long because it is quite long, but if you want to pause this video, you can actually read it a little bit more. Here it is. These are some of the ideas that come from learnbnb.com and there are certain things you have to consider when you're making an offer to the landlord to have them use their space for this Airbnb venture. Those are some of the major roadblocks that I see that you're going to need to overcome with the landlord and mastering that is the name of the game. Keep in mind, there's going to be a steady turnover of strangers in this individual's home and they're going to be looking straight at you and evaluating you on your ability to make the payment in the event that this business doesn't work if they even do accept it. So you need to be still in quite a strong financial position as far as your credit goes and your ability to make rent payments. Now, let me ask those of you who are landlords, there's a bunch of investors watching this content. Is this something that you would be okay with happening in your rental suite, knowing all of these things? Maybe you've got someone who's been successful in doing this over and over. Is this something that you would ever consider? And if so, or if not, why not? And what would it take for that to happen? Step three is we need to understand the laws as far as what's allowed for renting. Now, I did a little bit of homework. I did some digging. I actually went to the point of calling the landlord tenant board to get this information. I want to share with you what I'm seeing in the standard lease agreement here in Ontario. Section 14 talks about how you're allowed to sublet the property, assuming you have consent of the landlord, which is the key thing here. But then it goes on to say there's in the general information section of this document more information. So we jump down there and we can see it says a tenant who sublets a rental unit cannot charge a higher rent than the landlord does for the rental unit. Now, when I first read this, I had a problem with that because if we're looking to take this unit and in a sense sublet it or pass it on to another tenant, um, yes, we maintain the liability. However, we're gonna be passing it over and generating additional income, which it says here you cannot do. So this is why I contacted the landlord tenant board, get more information and I have the green light. This section is speaking specifically to subletting and it is not speaking on the short-term rental market or Airbnb. You are allowed to do this pending you have the approval of the landlord because they can file an N5 notice to terminate if you don't let them know and then they find out. So make sure you have everything clear. Again, you heard the issues for insurance and all of these things. We wanna make sure they know you don't want this to blow up in your face. But if you do, you're more than welcome. It is legal to conduct this in Ontario. So we have everything ready to go. We have landlord approval. We know that everything's allowed. And on top of that, we have in writing that the landlord is okay with us conducting an Airbnb business in their unit. Now let's take this all the way back and recognize now we're at a point where we need to start our Airbnb business, which brings us to step number four. So now everything is accepted. The landlord's cool. We have it in writing and we know it's allowed here in Ontario. So what do we do? Well, now we're starting an Airbnb business. So although you didn't invest a ton of capital into setting this business up, you still need to treat it as one. You need to tread carefully because you've you very realistically could fall flat on your face. Now, as a resource, I want to share with you a book that is being circulated all over the place called B&B Formula by a guy named Brian Page. He's the one going all over talking about this. You may have even seen his face. So if you want to check that book out, the main thing here is you need to research the topic if this is in fact something that you want to pursue before walking in completely blind. Um, there is a step-by-step -step which we just went through, but it's going to take more work. You can't 
narrow this down in a short video like this one. But I think this is a great opportunity if you don't have money, but you still want to invest in some capacity in the real estate market in order to generate wealth, which can eventually be turned into property ownership down the road. Which leaves me with a question for you. Is this something that you would consider doing? Is this a business that you think would be viable for you? Leave that down in the comments below as well. Any concerns you might have about setting up something like this, let this be a platform for us to share as a community some insights. Maybe there are individuals out there that have actually done this and experienced success or failure. I'd love to hear those stories as well. I'll see you guys next time. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Take care and keep it real.